Well, welcome to Tuesday's episode of Shelter Daily and His Word. It's, a, again, just a wonderful day the Lord has made for us. The Bible says, let us rejoice and be glad in it. I know sometimes when you're looking at the world that we're living in, you're thinking, how can we rejoice? Well, here's what you do. You keep your eyes looking up. The Bible says, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And I am convinced of that. And I am so thankful today for the opportunity that we have just to spend a few moments together as we are sheltered daily in the Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, we're just asking you today to speak over our hearts. Help us, God, to hear your Word this morning, to be mindful, Lord, of all the things, God, that you are saying to us. And let us, God, live a life that's holy and upright, walking, God, the highway of holiness, and living our lives, God, to please you first and foremost. And God, from out of that, God, the Bible talks about how that there is a well that will spring forth. And God, that it will refresh us, it will revive us, it will repair us. And God, it will make us ready for the things that you have. So God, we are anticipating and believing for those things, God, to happen in our lives. And we're trusting you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We praise you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, if you uh, have been listening and have been uh, just joining with us since Friday of last week, we have been uh, talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ and uh, what it will look like or what the world will look like prior to his coming again and establishing his kingdom on the earth for the thousand-year reign that he'll have here. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about that. I want to go a little bit further. Let me just refresh your memory of where we left off yesterday. We talked about how that Jesus warned us in Matthew 24, and that's where our text is from. We're just looking at Matthew 24 together, and we're seeing some things in Matthew chapter 24. And there's three things that the Lord uh, said that we as believers in Christ Jesus need to be doing. Number one, we need to take heed right? We need to take heed of what's going on. In other words, don't put your head in the sand. Don't act as if it's not happening. Don't run and hide yourself. Don't get scared and be fearful of what you see, but take heed to it and watch. Watch as these things are going on so that you then can pray the way the Father has called us to pray. We know prayer <clears throat> is so vitally important to us right now. And we need to be people of prayer. We need to seek God. We need to spend the time seeking Him, especially in light of what we know is going on right now in our world. There are so many things happening, church. Folks, you need to know this. You need to, you, you, you need to and I know you do, and I know you see it, and many of you are wondering, some, some are even confused by what's going on because they, they have this, this idea that it shouldn't be happening or it shouldn't be taking place. But the truth is, it is happening. It is going on. And it's not going to get better. We're going to see things increase. Jesus likened it to a woman that was having, giving, getting ready to give birth. And the woman, when she gets ready to give birth, she doesn't just all of a sudden get up and go and have, have a baby. There is a slow progression of things. As things are being ready, as the baby is, is positioning and getting ready for his coming or her coming. So what they do, the, the, the pains begin to increase as, as the time of birth is near. 
the same thing is happening right now. What we're seeing, I believe with all my heart, I believe we're seeing the birth pains of things increasing. Now there have been events, you know, that have gone on and transpired throughout history. And those events have led different ones to have different opinions about when Jesus would come. So what we've, we're trying to establish here is, is that there have been many times that they say, oh, the Lord is coming, it's going to happen here, it's going to happen there. And, and, and Jesus said, don't pay attention to people that set dates for my coming. Why? He said, I don't even know when I'm, I'm only going to come when the Father tells me it's time to go. Now, that's, you know, that's the way it is. So, if that's the case, then who are we <clears throat> to sit here and try to say, well, Jesus is going to come, as we said yesterday at, uh, you know, 1988 or in the year 2000 at Y2K or when, when these things are happening. No, we need to pay attention, though, to the world events, situations and circumstances that surround, all right, the things that near the coming of the Lord. Now, one of the things I will tell you, you know, from where, I, where I'm positioned at, I believe, I believe that the rapture of the church is going to take place prior to the seven-year tribulation. I, I, am, I am, you know, convinced that when I read the Word of God and the things that I've seen, that, that the second coming of the Lord will happen after the tribulation period, prior to the millennial reign. But we take a position that we are going to uh, be taken out of this uh, when things go really south, if you will. And I don't, not, not saying that in a, in a negative way as far as the south. I'm just saying that when things go bad, all right, uh, the expression, when it, goes, when it goes really bad, the church is going to be gone. You say, well, when will it go really bad? Well, the Bible talks about, Daniel talked about uh, a, a, a period of time, a seven-year period of time where things are going to get really, really bad, where the judgment of God is going to come on the earth. We're going to see this judgment that will come. Now, I say we're going to see it not from the vantage point of earth, but we're going to see this from the vantage point of being with the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. I, I know that many will be left behind. And, and that's, a dangerous, that's a dangerous place to be. Some of you are living as if that this world is the only world you'll ever live in. Some of you are living your lives as if this is the only place you'll ever be. I got news for you. You were created for far more than this. All right? You were created with eternity in mind. You were created to be eternal. If you go back to the Garden of Eden, the Bible talks about how that there was uh, trees of, of every kind in the garden. And there were two trees in the garden. There was one called the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. And there was another tree called the tree of life. The Bible says that, that Adam and Eve, under the, under the guise of, uh, uh, and the uh, deception of, of the serpent, <clears throat> they went and they ate the tree of, of good and evil because Satan convinced them that they would be like God if they did. The sad part about that was we were already created in the image and the likeness of God. The Bible tells us that we, he created us after his likeness, after his image. So when you look at, at humankind, we were all, so they, they were deceived into thinking that they would gain some, some level of knowledge that they didn't already have. And when they did, scales came off, their eyes were open, and they recognized that they had sinned against God and they hid themselves. But the Bible also talks about how that there was another tree planted there, and it's called the tree of life. 
The tree of life was for eternal life. And the Bible says that God uh, sealed up the garden so that they would not go back lest they go and eat the tree of life and live in a perpetual state of sin. Aren't you glad that God did that? Can you imagine? We would be a people without hope. Sin would be rampant. There would be no way of being able to be redeemed from it. And yet God so loved us that he ensured that we would be able to come back into a right relationship with Jesus Christ through his son, through the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, and his coming again, that we would be able to come and join together with the Lord. I tell you what, that's exciting to me because I know, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. And I know that I am a part of the redeemed. But he also warned us, and he said, now there's going to come a time because we were created after the likeness of God. Those who reject God, reject the plan of God, and decide they want to go ahead and continue to walk in their deception and walk in their sin, God says one of these days, because they have, they have not accepted the ultimate sacrifice of my son, I loved you so much that I was willing to do this to redeem you back, to buy you back, and yet you wouldn't. You refused. So judgment will come. Doesn't matter how good of a person I am. Doesn't matter how many good deeds I have done. Doesn't matter how many social things I've done in the world. What matters is, have I accepted or have I rejected in my heart the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for my sin? Do I, have I given him my, am I all in with Jesus? That's, that's really what it's all about. And many, many to this day have not. And so the responsibility of those of us who have said, you know what? I'm living for Jesus. I'm going to follow Christ Jesus. I'm a Christ follower. I'm not just a Christian. I'm a Christ follower. I follow Jesus Christ. My actions and my deeds, my life is all about Him. For those of us that are there, He gives us very clear indicators and very clear words about His soon return. And he tells us, he says, now I want you to be watchful. I want you to pray. What are we praying? We're praying for lost people to come into a right relationship with Christ. We're praying that that, that hour would come when the Lord would return and that we would say, Lord, come, come. Yes, yes, we have loved ones who don't know Christ. And yes, there are many who are out there who don't know Jesus. But the truth of the matter is, is that we are still waiting for the promise of his return, just like they have been. And, and, and people say, well, where is the promise of his coming? We've heard this for years. I know you have. I've heard it too. But that doesn't take away from the reality of the fact that Jesus is coming. And see, a lot of people think because the coming of the Lord has been delayed, that he's not coming at all. But delay, delay is not denial. And just because something is delayed doesn't mean it's not going to take place. Just as sure as you breathe every day and just as sure as you got up this morning, Jesus is coming. If he said he would come, he's coming. How do I know this? Well, because the prophets told us about his first coming, right? He came the first time. If he did come the first time, then he himself said, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there, you will be also talked about this. He, 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 he shared this with his disciples, and he tells them, he said, I want you to be aware of it. So he said, look, here's what you've got. You've got a, a, a time that's coming when lawlessness will abound more and more. Matthew 24, 12. All right? Then he says, he says this. He said that, that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. 
Matthew 24, 7. He said, nations are going to rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now, uh, you know, we think, okay, uh, we hear about war, right? We, we've heard, we, we've always been at war. Well, I, I did a little research and I found out just, just this year, 2020, right now, there are more than 40 conflicts taking place around the world right now. 40 right now. 10 of which, 10 of which are, are, are so bad that the militaries are, are involved. Even our own military has been involved. There are right now more than 60 known terrorist groups. That's what we know about. And, and, and that doesn't, that, that not even includes the, 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 the lone wolf terrorists and other fringe groups that are involved in the murder of thousands of innocent people. Um, you just heard probably uh, on the news uh, this over the weekend that the president just named uh, the group Antifa as a domestic terrorist group and, and, and put them on the terrorist watch list as well. And th th this rise of, of lawless and evil is there. And this is, this is the signs of his coming. He says, man, there's going to be wars. You're going to hear more and more about conflicts and wars and, and rumors of wars. And especially, especially if you move over into the Middle East and you look at those nations that surround Israel and you look at what's going on there and you begin to see the signs of these things happening, Jesus said, watch Take heed to this. Pray. Pray. One, he said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We need as people to pray. You know, the, just the rise right now in our own nation right now, the rise of anti-Semitism that has risen, the rise of, of racial tension that we're seeing going on right now where there's this division, more division. There's the lack of unity these kinds of things, friends, are happening right before our very eyes. And this is what God uh, inspired the Holy Spirit through the words of Jesus as he shared with his disciples and he's sharing with you and I. Don't get lost in the translation here, okay? Don't think just because that this was hundreds of years ago that those words don't ring true today. In fact, I am convinced they ring more true right now than they've ever rang true before. And we need as God's people to recognize this, not to hunker down in our bunker and hide away inside the church. No, in fact, that was the reason why they closed, the churches have been closed. I believe God is saying, look, get the message out into the streets. Everybody else is out in the street. Where's the church? Let's get out in the streets. Let's go into the hedges and the highways and the byways. Let's compel men to come. Let's do a concerted effort here. You have an opportunity, your loved ones and friends, the people that you know. We don't have to walk the streets. That's, the way, that's not what we have to do. We don't have to just go, you know, but think about the world you live in. Think about where you are. Think about the people that you're connected to. Think about how, how God has given you an opportunity where doors are open for you to share the good news of Jesus Christ to people that, you know, we say, well, you know, people don't want to hear it. You know, people that I know don't want to hear it. Well, just be patient because circumstances and situations are arising. Things are changing moment by moment. 
situation by situation, circumstance by circumstance. Not only that, we're praying for what? For God to draw men in. So when we see the rise of lawlessness, we see the rise of, of this whole uh, world that is in chaos and wars are rising up, we know that the coming of the Lord is at hand. And then he tells us, uh, in other places in, in the Word of God, like for instance in Luke, he tells us this, he said, look, in Luke 21, verses 25 and 26, he says, there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. And on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves will roar. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the power of the heavens will be shaken. Wow. You talk about description. Notice what he's saying. He said, there'll be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. In other words, the heavens, which declare the handiwork of God, <clears throat> are now the heavens declaring the coming of Jesus. Signs. I remember some years ago, not, not, not many, many years ago, when there was a meteor that struck and hit somewhere over in Russia. And I remember reading some accounts of some of the scientists who were saying that, that when that meteor hit the earth, it, it, it moved the earth and shifted it so that the seasons would be out of, out of sequence of what they would normally be. Almost to the point where almost 30 days, and I'm thinking, wow, you know what? Think about it, you know, and I'm not a scientist, and I don't know how that all works. But isn't it weird how that summer doesn't seem like summer yet, and fall when fall's supposed to be here, it doesn't really get here. And winter, when it gets here, it seems like it lingers. And when spring comes, it's like the spring rains come later and later. Did you ever notice that? How that, it seems like times have shifted. Things have changed. Could it be that because of things like that, could it be that when scientists are looking out into the heavens and they're watching as these meteor showers are coming, they're saying how that there are stars uh, exploding and, and, and there's debris falling and how close it is coming to the earth's atmosphere and all these different things. Some of you have probably seen the crater out in, out in the west uh, where, you know, a meteor hit and you see this huge crater that it made when one meteor hit the earth and the devastation it brought onto our planet. And here, here's what the Lord is saying. He said, these are signs. Things are going to start happening, probably with more regularity. You probably heard about the, you know, the blood moons and, and all the different things. And everybody's trying to figure out, is that one of those signs? And scientists say, well, you know, we can explain this away. Yeah, but you have to understand, back during the time of Christ, when he was speaking these things, he was telling them, these are signs. These are things. When you start hearing about these things, just know that things are progressing. Things are moving forward. Then he said, the sea and the waves roaring. What does that mean? Well, you ever think maybe it, talks about the tsunamis. Man, we've had tsunamis that literally have changed the topography of the earth. Literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have died because of the earthquakes and the tsunamis where the waters are roaring. And then he said, the hearts of men will begin to fail because of fear. Huh, isn't that something? Here we are 
living in a world right now under the shadows, under the cloud of a pandemic. And what is the number one thing going on in people? That's right, fear. Fear. I find it interesting that just in the last few days, not a lot of talk about pandemics right now. Why? Well, the attention of the nation, the world's on other things. This is what happens. Things change moment by moment. The media, <laughs> they're not interested in what's good for you. They're only there to perpetrate fear, to lead us down a path of fear, to keep us fearful. Why? The Bible says hearts of men will begin to fear. And from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the power of the heavens will be shaken. So if you look at the statistics and you see the overall death rate from terrorism, uh, it has dropped significantly. But that doesn't mean that war is over. Doesn't mean that that uh, things are, are, are finished. No, what it, simp it simply means that there are just, there's a larger military presence and they're much more proactive about dealing with holding back the, the, the devastation. And, but, but you, you understand how that things keep changing? Everything's changing. It, you know, uh, even look at, you know, the position that major nations are taking when it comes to dealing with things like pandemics or dealing with uh, terrorism or pestilences and things, everything changes. Everything changes. Things are just constantly moving. And he said, but when you hear of these wars and these commotions, when you hear them, when you see these, and again, here it is, when you see these things, don't be terrified. Don't be fearful. Why? For these things must come to pass first. This is what's happening. And then the end will come. You know. But not immediately. It's not going to come like right away. The end will not come immediately. It will come. But you understand these things are going to escalate and move faster and faster and faster and greater intensity and more things are going to be happening doesn't doesn't paint a very good picture does it it doesn't leave us with a lot of hope no not if you're looking down but if you're looking up your hope is in the lord if you're looking up the hope is man i believe jesus christ is going to come and so this is what he says he said because we believe jesus is going to come and because there is a spirit of deception that is on the earth, he said, be careful because there are going to be many false prophets and false Christs will come. Matthew 24, 4 and 5 tells us Jesus said to them, take heed that no one deceive you. Huh. No one deceive you. Isn't it interesting how there is so much deception going on right now? You know, I find it I find it interesting how that you know when you when you listen to uh, different news media outlets, so many are saying so many different things, and then when you're listening to the people in charge, a lot of times you'll hear them say one thing, and then you'll turn around and the next day you'll hear them say something different. Why is that? Well, can I tell you? I think that there's a lot of deception. 
I think that we've got to be careful, church. He said, let no one deceive you. So take heed. Again, here's that word, take heed. Listen, pay attention. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and, and they'll deceive many. Now, now you understand that it, they don't have to dress in a robe, have long hair and a beard, all right, as we oftentimes imagine Jesus, you know, to all of a sudden that, no, they can be, they can be anybody, someone with charisma. There's so many people, you know, uh, they can be great businessmen who have great, uh, you know, power, great charisma, and they can lead people down a very, very dark path. There are people right now in positions of authority right now that their only purpose and their only goal in life is for them to be the God of the world. That's it. They have the wealth, they have the power, they have the money, they have the position, they have, the, they have a following, and they're able to manipulate and get people to do things. Well, how do they do that? Because they are, they are moving under a spirit of deception. And Jesus warns us and he tells us, don't be deceived by what you see and by what you hear because the false Christ, Matthew 13 or Mark 13, 22 says, false Christ and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even, now watch this, the very elect. But take heed because I've told you these things beforehand. You know, I have often wondered how is it possible? How would they, how would these false prophets, you know, for instance, we read about in Revelations where uh, there's going to be a, a resurrection right in the, you know, where the false prophet will raise, you know, uh, someone from the dead and uh, will be raised from the dead and, 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 and Antichrist uh, will uh, be involved. And I thought, how, how would something like that happen? And I got to thinking, with the way technology is, um, and, and this really came to light kind of in a, in a kind of in an interesting way because uh, my grandson was watching the uh, Spider-Man uh, series. He's a Spider-Man fan. And, and he was watching the Spider-Man series. And in one of the series, there is a, uh, there is a, a villain that when he comes on the scene, he's not a villain. And, and instead, he appears to be one thing when all the time that he's doing what he's doing is he is deceiving everyone because he wants to take the power and the authority so he can rule and he can take over the earth. And so what he does is he uses drones and he uh, puts out these images into the air and it makes it look as if what they're in is reality when, and, and are using stuff in reality, but everything he's doing is all images and all dis, it's all sleight of hand and deception. And it's all done by technology. And I thought, wow, is that possible? Is there a possibility that someone like an antichrist, a false Christ or a false prophet would be able to show signs and wonders and deceive simply by using technology? The answer I think is yes. I mean, after all, how do you know what you watch on TV is always the right thing? How do you always know that it's actually, when they say it's live, that it's actually live? You're not there. You're taking their word for it. We don't know. Now, I'm not saying that they're, they're intentionally doing something. Some of them may very well be because they're trying to create narratives and trying to create things to bring fear upon people. Why? Because there's a spirit at work. 
And this is the thing that we oftentimes fail to see. And this is the thing that we've got to get, we've got to get it kind of fixed in our heads that this is what's going on. So folks, listen to me. False Christs and false prophets will rise up. They will show signs and wonders. They will deceive. How do we know? Jesus said, I've told you. I've, I'm letting you know right now what it's going to be like. So here's, here, here's, the, here's the, the, the closing moment I want to I bring to your attention. All right? Because I want, you, I want you to stand firm in the faith. I want you to be aware. I want you to take heed. I want you to be watchful. I want you to be careful. And I want you to get your eyes fixed, not on the things that are going on in the earth. Watch them, yes. Take heed to them, yes. But pray. You know, we have this red chair, this, this chair that's clothed in, in purple, blue, and white. It's a red chair. It's symbolic of the throne room of God. And, I, and I'm calling the church, I'm calling you as the people of God to call your attention to Him. Get your eyes fixed on Him. If you get your eyes fixed on Jesus, you can't go wrong. If your eyes are always upon the Lord, you won't be deceived. If your heart is always tuned into the Word of God, the words of men will not deceive you. You will not grow faint. But instead, you'll stay firm and be strong. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word today. And thank you, God, that you've given us warning. Now, Lord, we, we're just, we've just covered some of the simple things. We've not even got into some of the other things that are going on. So, Lord, as we, as we move through and navigate through this, this teaching, I just ask you today, God, just to be with your people. I ask you today, God, to watch over them, comfort and strengthen their hearts. Help them, God, to remain strong and vigilant. Help them, God, to be focused upon you and upon your word. And God, to be careful, God, how they navigate their lives. Always, Lord, allowing you to order their steps and everything that they do. Lead them, God. Bring them, Lord, into that place to where you, God, can keep them. And Lord, they will be secured in you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for tuning in to Shelter Daily in His Word. I just pray that God will bless you. I pray that He'll keep you and cause His face to shine upon you and give, keep you in peace as you follow Him and stay sheltered daily in His Word. If you like what you hear, tell somebody. Share it with someone. Hit the like button. Let us know that, that your uh, faith is being built up. If there's something that we need to do better, please, we'd love to hear from you. You know, your opinion matters to us. So God bless you and stay sheltered daily in His Word.